Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last summer. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. caffeinated Clinton Robinson. Some of you have been hoping I would look at more books put out by publishers outside of DC and Marvel. Well, I aim to please. So here comes one. This episode's book is something called No Room for Magic. New to you? It certainly was new to me. According to an online plug for the book, 15-year-old Magic McAllister lives in a world full of fantastic beasts, powerful wizards, and dangerous adventures. Yet all she wants to do is stay in her bedroom and listen to punk rock music. But when teenagers begin to get trapped inside their sorcery social media accounts, who better to solve the curse of the hashtag Medusa than Magic, the only girl in the entire world who has never smiled in a selfie. So, what do you say we jump right in? No Room for Magic, number one. Published October 2017 by Keen Spot. Writer and artist, Adrian Ramos. We open with establishing that this is a magical world. But some things are very much the same as here. One of those things is school. Specifically, high school. Especially the first day of high school. And thus we are introduced to Magic, whose name is pretty ironic as she is, quote, a normal, regular human creature. Quite possibly the only one. On her way to school, Magic has to deal with both her older brother and her father, who has disguised himself as her backpack, And while at school, she and her brother Billy encounter a giant blob monster perched on top of the school, which seems to feed on teenagers' anxieties. Magic deals with a few normal high school problems, but when she ducks into the bathroom, she finds a girl whose emotions turn into supernatural B.O., which seems to be attracting the monster outside the school. But Magic has a plan! While B.O. Girl is wrapped up in the monster's tentacles, Magic dashes through the halls, trying to stir up teenager emotions, finally finding a three-eyed boy who has never been kissed. She manages to convince him and B.O. Girl to kiss, and... well, the monster explodes. (laughs) It was so full of teen emotions, it just popped. By the next day, the teens are all posting online with the hashtag... Magic is lit. The girl with zero magical ability has managed to become the most popular girl in school, but Magic isn't quite so thrilled. 
After all, what we the reader are led to believe are just detailed effects and of the likes and emojis and all that being used are actually magical effects following her around. Later on, Magic gets an anonymous text saying that they have her friend. You know, B.O. girl from earlier, who Magic still has no name for. Even without really knowing the girl, Magic is determined to save her. And then we cut to a four-armed woman who states that she will steal all of Magic's followers and become queen of wizard social media. Okay, so let's take a quick break for some promos and I'll be back with my thoughts. Hi, this is Batman. Whenever I lose my memory, I head over to the batmanuniverse.net and check out the podcast, Bat Books for Beginners. The Bat Books for Beginners podcast breaks down and analyzes all of my adventures so I can remember how to get to the Batcave, which Robin I'm working with, and where I parked the Batmobile. Chris and Jerry, the hosts of Bat Books for Beginners, are honest about how well I'm serving the citizens of Gotham. Sometimes too honest, I'll have to talk to them about that. If you wake up one morning and think you might be Batman and have just lost your memories, go over to the BatmanUniverse.net or iTunes and check out Bat Books for Beginners. Now, if I could just figure out who this old man cleaning the Batcave is, that would be great. I asked my friend Scott Snyder and he didn't know. Don't be a supervillain. Visit the BatmanUniverse.net and listen to Bat Books for Beginners, also on iTunes. You'll be glad you did. Bat Books for Beginners is part of the BatmanUniverse.net Bat Family of Podcasts. Don't listen to Bat Books for Beginners when operating heavy machinery or juggling. If you listen to Bat Books for Beginners for more than four hours, call your doctor. Bat Books for Beginners is part of a balanced diet. Greetings, podcast listener. Do you like... Gotcha, or maybe... Dragon Flame! How about... Tatsuo! Ganido! Or... In the year 1999, an abandoned alien battle fortress crash-landed on the planet Earth. Our most brilliant scientists and engineers spent the next ten years reconstructing the damaged ship and studying its highly advanced space technology called Robotech. Do you remember... Our Star Blazer! Or this? The year is after Colony 195. As the world constantly changes in the chaotic era, there are two mobile suits that could turn humans into the ultimate weapon. The Wing Zero and the Epion. Or maybe even this. After the desire for blood pools all, the only hope left is the one they call D. Or this. Gene, grappler ships dead ahead! It wouldn't be fun otherwise! Let's do it! Or... If Cardus is allowed to be reborn, she'll destroy Marmo as well as Lodos! Or have you seen the latest episode of... And just like that, everything changed. At that terrible moment, in our hearts, we knew... Home was a pen. Humanity... If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out Anime Freaks, hosted by Dr. Bill Robinson and me, Gene Hendricks. 
Anime Freaks is a monthly podcast covering all things anime. It is available at twotruefreaks.com and on iTunes under Two True Freaks Presents Anime Freaks. So, obviously, this is an all-ages title. And there is nothing wrong with that. So where do I start? Both art and story are by the same person, so I'm going to try to keep this from sounding like I'm praising or picking on the guy. The story is cute and funny. The jokes land pretty well. Nothing is really a bad joke, per se, but some jokes are clearly not great. The art style is very cute and cartoony, but it works. You know, it works very well for this book. However, there is never more than four panels per page, many with three or less. This means we get a lot of great art, but not a lot of room to tell the story. The main reason this hurts so much is I was really actually enjoying the book. A lot. I wanted to see more of the story, more gags, more art. And that leads me to the point that somehow this is the only published issue. With a to-be-continued, there was still never an issue too. I mean, there are webcomics of No Room for Magic, but those are practically ancient by internet standards. It doesn't seem to be regularly updated at all. Was this an abandoned project? Did it just not sell well enough to justify a second issue? Is Keen Spot just teasing my brain? If anybody has the real answers or can lead me to a more up-to-date collection of the comics, be sure to let me know. Email me, comment on the website, send up smoke signals, cast a spell, and send a magical whatever to tell me, please. So would I recommend you get this issue? Absolutely. It's hilarious. It's a great read. It feels like having sat down with a fun Archie book. Uh, maybe not a little jinx, but you know. Actually, it's different from an Archie book. A different sort of fun, but still full of laughs. I don't know if it holds up over multiple reads, though. Probably about the third time you read it, you'll be ready to pass it along to somebody else. However, I can see a younger audience enjoying it more. You know, give it to a 10-year-old and they will be very, very pleased. Plus, relatively non-traditional female protagonist? This isn't a terrible thing to show a young lady, believe me. So, yeah, definitely worth a pickup. But try not to pay the original $3.99 cover price if possible. Okay, so let's take one more quick break, and I'll be back with listener feedback. You like cheap comic books, right? Well, I'm Professor Allen, and I talk about cheap comic books on the Quarterbin Podcast. In every episode, I'll dissect a single comic from my collection, as long as I paid no more than $0.25 cents for the issue. Forget about $4 new comics that you can read in four minutes, or crossover events that can cost 100 bucks to collect. Join me in the quarter bin, where even bad comics are a bargain, and good ones are a steal. The Quarterbin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. 
visit us at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search Relatively Geeky or Quarterbin Podcast in iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny. Now on to the feedback portion of the show. Thanks again for sticking with me. Everybody who liked and shared the last episode, which, as a reminder, was that wonderful interview with Carl Kiesel, and his Kickstarter made it, people. Yes, there will be Impossible Jones for everyone to read, so make sure and seek that out. But Twitter likes and shares from the last episode were from Jeffrey Brown, Secret Wars and Beyond, Adam Stabell, Travis of Samaria, Greg supports his LCS. Good for you, Greg. Long Box of Darkness. Iowa's Joe Crawford. Doug Zavisha. Green Lantern HG. Laurel at Mountain Flower One. Professor Frenzy. Carl Kiesel himself. Sphinx Magoo. Keith at Croatoa 2000. Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. Xenozoic Xenophiles. Warlord Worlds. Trekker Talk. Slangword Scott, agent of GIRL, Connell, Martin Gray, Greg Jolly, Tara Logo, Edvaldo, sorry if I butchered that, Pono Comics, Between the Pages, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, Chris Dados, Mike Garvey, Chronicles Podcast, that's with a Z, Walt at Walt Neeland, Paul Hicks, Comics in the Golden Age, Tim Price, and Zach Sally. On Facebook, we got likes and shares from Hal Jordan, Aaron Head Moss, Gene Hendricks, Carl Kiesel, Pat Sampson, Mike Peacock, Al Sedano, Jerry Green, and Michael Lane. No new emails or iTunes reviews this time around, but that's okay. I'm sure some of you are still thinking up the right words to use. Actually, I would really appreciate any emails and iTunes reviews, even if they aren't the most glowingly praiseworthy. Trust me, I know. I'm full of shortcomings. And I'd love to discuss them on here if you'd send them to me. But I guess that really wraps it up for this time. So, until the next episode, this is the place where the comics are never too old. And the coffee is never too cold. This has been a Coffee and Comics production. All material referenced herein is copyright the respective owners and is believed covered under fair use. Feedback can be left by emailing coffeeandcomicspodcast at gmail.com, visiting the website at coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com, or on Twitter at coffeecomicsblg. 